0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 24 of the Kinda Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the coolest dudes in video games. Greg Miller, Colin Moriarty, and making a nice little special guest appearance. We got Nick Scarpino himself. It's a Game Over, Greg, and Crossover yeah. episode. This table. This table. There you go. All he knows how stuff. to do it. He, he only knows how, how to how do one, one show. This is, a, this is a crazy show. We're doing something crazy. We're always doing crazy shit, but the right. crazy thing today is that we're shooting our episode after E3... Before E3, mm-hmm. and there's actually like a week gap. So, this, this is the furthest in advance we've ever I'm shot. I'm glad so won E3. I'm glad they so won. So, this
1: game's cast is being recorded before E3 happens. Mm-hmm. And rather than post it right during the week of E3 when you wouldn't want to watch it, you'd want to know about cool stuff happening at E3, yeah. we're posting it when e 3s said and done.
0: Yes, because gotcha. we can't record an episode during the week of E3, a normal episode. Because right, we're going to be recording. At this point, you'll have already known this, but we're recording special E3 games cast throughout the week. Sure. Okay. So it's going to be fun. So we're going to do something different because we don't want to be talking about news and stuff from the future that we don't know. That'd be presumptuous. Or boring shit from the past. Or that, too. Man, that I
1: wonder other. if Neil Druckmann came out at E3 and then he came out on stage and everybody's like, hey, Neil Druckmann's here. Like, if, it's, if we said that now, he would look stupid.
2: I'm going to call this right now. Colin was right about everything. Well, what a surprise! Full points. To everything. everything. Just get in front of the table and genuflect at his, his feet. Why don't you? I think that Colin was right. That we're what, what, where, probably going to see genuflect. Fallout 4 in some shape or form. Maybe a trailer early, maybe a week or two early for 3 <laughs> What time
3: period is this? What,
2: <laughs> is this what like, predictions what are, need to be where made? Where are we? I can't remember. So what
0: we're doing is we're going to talk about our favorite video games of all time. Oh. You guys, have, you guys have asked for this. You've wanted this. Greg had the idea. I think it was Greg. Yeah, Be was careful what you ask for.
1: Top fives, yeah. For top fives.
0: Our top five favorite games of all time. I'll predict not Knicks. best games. Our favorite games. Knicks Axiom
1: Axiom Verge. No. The first half of Dying Light. Wow.
2: And then all files not found. <laughs> close. <laughs> real close, Greg. You're a real, real funny guy with your cool slap bracelet. You put that on me. So How are we going to do, this? do <laughs>
0: this? What is the system? <laughs> so the system is we are going to start with Nick Scarpino. Oh, we are. Yes, we are, and he is going to. Give us his five favorite games, but I'm going to allow him to add on whatever bullshit he needs to add on to right. that. Right. If he wants to add honorable mentions, sure. Okay. If he wants to have a top 10, sure. I'm the gonna... headline's still going to say top five. Oh. So oh. that's what I'm doing. I'm See, just letting you know. We're we going, like going for top five. to to our audience. Yeah. But before we get to that, sure. there's the rigmarole. People <sighs> need to know all this stuff where they can get this beautiful show, you know. Every Monday through Thursday, broken up YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. We'll do a topic by topic, full episode Friday. You can get it early, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It's great, it's a whole adventure. You should do it. If you want to leave topics for us to talk about, you should go to the kind of funny forums, kind of funny.com slash forums. The link's right here if you're watching the YouTube video. Kevin.
1: Kevin, don't screw that up, Kevin.
0: It's clickable because Kevin's awesome. Probably. Probably, Probably. <laughs> Probably clickable. <laughs> but, Not anyways, leave, leave your uh, topics there. We'll be grabbing them from you guys. And thank you. We love you so much. Now that that's out the way, mm. Nick. Yes. What are your favorite games of all time? Yes, brother.
2: Well, I, you know, obviously I'm not as hardcore of a gamer as you guys are. So when I think of the games that I've played um, or my favorite games, I have to think back to the games that I was like religious about, like the games that I craved when I was at high school or, or in junior high. I'm like, I got to come home and I mm-hmm. got to play this game. And one of the top ones on my list has got to be Doom. Um, is I've talked about it a little bit before, but it's one of those games where it came, I had like, it came in like a box. P- as
1: pc games used to yeah and,
2: and bc games and no no it was uh the discs were actually like three and, i mean three and a quarter there were inch. three and a quarter inch floppy. There was like 30 of them yeah, yeah and you had to just sit there and install over and, and i just remember oh three and a half inches three and a half inches yeah um quarter four four and quarter, five and five, five and a quarter, quarter, quarter were the floppies, floppies. Yeah. yeah
0: um tim you read about this in your history books yeah that yeah. was definitely what the time uh, in high school
2: so that was a game that, that was given to me, actually, by my old uh, uh, music teacher back when I was in seventh grade. He was like, you're going to love this game. You're gonna Way it. too gonna young for kids, old man. Yeah, he was cool. He was a cool guy named Misha Usher. He was the dope. He was the dopeness. Um, was your
1: music teacher Usher? Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. I didn't even put that together. How come he didn't discover me like Jay Biebs? Um But he gave me that game, and we and it was one of those. It was the first instance where I was like, well, first it was the maybe one of the originators of piracy as well because he gave it to every single person. We were just like, here, install this, install this, install this. I'm sure Ed Software really loved that back in the day. Um, But that was one of those where you installed it because I had seen it somewhere and I'm like, I have to have this. I need to play this game and I had to figure out like how to uh, if I my system specs were correct that they could they could play the game and like how to go into my BIOS and like turn stuff off so it wasn't taking RAM sure. so that I could like free up like the, the two megabytes of RAM that my computer had so they could play it <laughs> and then when you finally got into it and you heard that like oh like you know you saw the the Doom logo at the very beginning of it and you started it and you're just in that first level like I could probably play that first level blind right now and just and probably negotiate and hit the guy up at the bottom at the front of the stairs and get the secret passage and all that stuff. Um so that's 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 gotta be top one of the top of my list. This is not in any ranked order specifically. Um the next one I, I have is another one of those games that I played religiously. Never beat because I'm terrible at strategy games, but it's I'm gonna give it to XCOM. Um it's one of those games that I didn't realize was such a big deal until I started working at IGN. And when they started doing top lists, I saw it pop up there. I'm like, Oh, you guys know XCOM? and everyone's like, Yeah.
1: Everyone knows we XCOM. We know
2: XCOM. <laughs> and it was just to me it was one of those games where like you, you can't judge a book by its cover, but uh, you can because this cover the cover was awesome. <laughs> you flip it around you're like <laughs> you're like, holy crap uh this looks like my kind of game. It was right in the height of when I was super into x files as well, and so like it, it said I had the alien conspiracy you had, had the x. babes had everything had the X they really had the nice connection um so I played the hell out of that game, and actually it, that that that's one of those uh experiences where it forged a huge friendship between my, my myself and my good friend Ryan. Uh, because he came over to my house to for spend the night for a sleepover. This was back in the day. Uh, we used to trade. I used to go over to his mom's, his house, and his mom would make us cookies. And then he'd come over to my house and we'd eat pizza and eat a ton of cookies as well. And uh, we would play. We would just like mess around with the computer. And he's like, what is this new game you have? I was like, I should check this out. It's called XCOM. And then he ended up playing it all night to the point where my mom came out at about 6 a.m. and was like, you need to go to bed. And I had gone to sleep like six hours really. I was like, dude, you got this. And that, for him, I think was one of the first real eye-opening experiences with computer games because he was a mac guy so all he had was um was the old bungee game um marathon marathon all he had was he every time i'd play something on my pc he'd be like well i got marathon i'm like hey bro that's good good for you marathon looks (laughs) great um so i'll give it to xcom another uh did you play the new one no no i didn't go into it okay there's been a couple since right yeah well, I played XCOM. I think I played X... There was, like, a one where they... They lost me when they went to Atlantis, when it went underwater. I was like, this isn't cool anymore. Space Monica. is way cooler than than underwater games. Mm. Um, but speaking of space and Xs, uh, I'll put... This is an honorable mention. I don't know if it belongs on my top five list, but I will put X-Wing up there as one of my top... Top on the list. Mm-hmm. That was another one of those games where I'm like... You know, I used to go to a place called Egg Software to get all my, uh, all my games, and... Uh, I was like, look, I'm playing this game, but like it's terrible right now because I have to like, you'd have to use the arrows because I didn't know to use the mouse because I wasn't smart like that. And eventually, I got a flight stick, and the flight stick yeah. like, was a game game changer. changer. For me. Mm. Um, so, I, you know, I started record shopping. That didn't never beat that game either. I got to look at my other ones Oh, and then probably on my top list, I would have to say. I, uh, Goldeneye has to be there mm, to a certain degree. That's a great pick. Um, when I think about, obviously, like the, the experiences of that, the specific like two summers that I played that game and uh, Mario Kart 64. I'm not going to say Mario Kart was my favorite, but I played the hell out of that game. But Goldeneye was like right at the height of me being a huge Bond fan. It was right at the height of me really being introduced to the series via Paris Brosnan when he the came best. in. The best Bond. No, I don't know about that. Yeah, He's up there. He's up there, but he's not my favorite Bond. The best. I don't know. I mean, best is a relative term. Best in my top five film.
1: bonds, it's all Pierce Brosnan.
2: Just Pierce Brosnan. It's all of the movies that he's done, including The World Is Not Enough. Yeah, wildly touted as one of the worst Bond movies ever. Made. Which one was
1: that? Is that the, I, I, the one? I, the only one I've ever seen in full was the one that uh, I thought a Christmas only came once a year.
2: That's The World Is Not yeah, Enough. Yeah, the best, the best Bond, Pierce Brosnan. Literally one of the worst. Um, but I loved GoldenEye, and I loved GoldenEye for the single player. And then when we started playing the split screen uh, multiplayer, it was just like end a
0: whole game. new, whole new world. And it
2: was hilarious because. Uh, you had to. It was like learning a second language with that controller because it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. You were like, you know, depending on the game, it had just the the, the analog stick straight in the middle, like a little like one nipple just sitting out, looking at you in the face. Um, but all my friends, we picked it up and we used to, we used to go to my buddy Todd's house. He had a little. He had his room was in the basement. And he had this big ass TV, so it was the only TV we could actually play on that wasn't like you didn't have to sit one foot away from sure. it to figure out where you were going. Um, and I used to be really good, really good at that. to The point where like proximity lines were my jam.
1: Yeah. My damn jam. Facility prox mines only. Absolutely. Everybody knows where they are, but you can't move. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Stalemate. He mined, he totally mined the cross beam. I can't get over there. Oh, yeah. You, you
2: were screwed if you started. Like, basically, the game, it was like a game of chess, where if you started in the air duct, you weren't winning that. You weren't mm. winning the match. It really was. It was, you know, the luck of the draw. Like, if you started in the, the room with the tanks, you're like, dope, I got this. You can go across the hall get the proxy mines and just go at it and just mine the shit out of everything and you just sit in your little and wait. Your little cocoon yeah. waiting to hear an it's explosion cool. and by waiting to hear I mean just looking at your buddy's screens. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. cuz that was the other that was the other lost art of that right which is like we don't have that experience anymore now when we play co-op or multiplayer games you're not you don't have that extra easy element of being able to to develop that second sense where you're not even looking at your screen anymore you're not you're just looking at everyone else's screen, and you know where you're at. You're, yeah, you're, you're looking at your screen and your peripheral vision, but you're watching everyone else's screen. You're literally playing like this, and then when it's time for the kill shot, you glance over, pull the trigger, and you're back to everyone else's yeah. screen. I
0: feel like with a lot of modern games now, like single player, you'll be playing, and you, you don't even look at the actual game. You're just looking at the map. To navigate oh, yeah. So yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, like yeah. You're totally just You see the colors And you're just going That was how it was It's like you don't look At your screen You just kind of follow What everyone else is doing You see the walls and Exactly and You like, know oh, where you right. are
1: And what the pattern Of the walls in the room yeah. You're in So you're, so you're just looking good. to see that Yeah.
0: Like I, I told the story before But um, back when me and Alfredo Would play Halo all the time Like Halo 1 I would just literally look down And I knew where I was Based on like The patterns of grass and shit And I was like You motherfuckers Can't cheat off me <laughs> I know where I am You don't <laughs> Is that because you
2: just knew where every single spot was that you could hide and camp in? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. it,
0: all I would do is play capture the flag, and I, yeah. my sole goal was capturing the goddamn flag. I don't need yeah. to kill people. It's not the point of the game. It's not the point. Mm-mm. That's just the point. I'm playing Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So I would just sneak up like a damn spider monkey, get in there, get the flag. They wouldn't know it's coming. Yeah, GoldenEye was special. It was all that multiplayer.
2: It really was. Um, and then I think probably top of my list, or if not number top one, two. that's got to be Half-Life. Um, I loved Half Life. I loved that game. I loved the environment. I loved what the weird storyline that I couldn't even tell you what it was now. But at Head the time, cramps. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it it had it had such a great feel to the game, and it had such a great sort of it wasn't like it wasn't humor necessarily, but it, it had a little bit of tongue and cheekness to it, where there was like this chaotic things going on, um, and of course, it spawned a lot of other stuff outside of that. Um, which, if I'm not mistaken, what they had. Counter Strike was based off of it. Team Fortress. Um, I mean, shit. Half Life Two. Half Life Two, I guess. Half Life Episode One, Two, and is Portal, one the, day same three. Portal yeah. is no, the same it's world? Portal, is the yeah. same world? Yeah. Portal. I mean, oh, all, the shit. orange box basically is 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 all Half Life, um, and that was awesome too. Like Portal was an amazing experience. Portal Two, not so much. much. You're fucking crazy. Do, uh, no,
1: your list is invalidated. Great, Remove
2: him. Great. Great game, don't get me wrong, but the first time he played Portal, I was like, this this is well, sure. fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he played Portal 2, you're like, this is great, great experience, but it's more of the same. So, I mean, they added some more mechanics. To Wheatley it, was cool. a game changer. Oh, my God. Only because I know who that actor is, and he's hilarious. Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Um... And then, honorable mention, I got to give to Final Fantasy XI.
0: I hate you so I feel fucking like much, Nick. It's one
2: of the most immersive Final Fantasy experiences. It's Tim's favorite. i know God that. it'll be on it. his list shortly. Um, and I just, when I played that game, all three hours of that experience were great for me. And then I'll give it to uh, Massive Chalice as well.
1: You haven't even played Massive Chalice yet. You just heard the other saying, I need to do a Let's Play Massive Chalice,
2: but everybody should buy Massive Chalice. Free on Xbox One right now. It's over on PC. What up, Double Fun? And then I'll, yeah, my last last game is just the, I'll give honorable mention to Arkham Asylum. I really loved that game. As far as like more recently uh, recent series, I love the sure. Batman series. Love it. Love the combat. I give that I give it to that game because it's one of those games that that uh made combat in a third person game perfect and then everyone you start seeing that everyone starts iterating on top of that assassin's creed did it a little bit first but they didn't do it as well they didn't do it right that hand-to-hand like brutality of when you see him like the first like you see it and then when the first time you play it and you actually manage to chain that combo where he goes like he will be hitting 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 block and then flip all the way across the room and just slam someone in the face you're like this is the way this should be Forever, like this is perfect. This they nailed it. This is how Batman should be in everything: animated mo- series, movies, everything. He should fight like this. Breaking and they arms. they try to do that stuff. Like they try to have that 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 sense of chaos when you watch him in the Dark Knight or any of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. they'll they'll see they'll shoot it closer and he'll drop into the circle and be like doing that weird. Like Krav Maga or whatever the style was, um, except for Dark Knight Rises when they're like, let's put a lot of light on him and just show how slow all this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's shoot it wide too. Yeah, let's make sure we shoot it wide and make sure that let's we...
1: really make it look like it's a guy in a bat suit yeah. just punching a really <laughs> bald guy. So yeah,
2: that's I mean that's yes. that's why when you play those games and all you know and and you have that experience and you feel like you're actually Batman for the first time, you're like this is this is a great yeah experience.
1: Arkham Asylum man that was another game that was like. Fucking they nailed it. They Nobody nailed expected it. them to nail it. I remember leaving the first preview. They came through to show that to us at IGN and it was the first preview I did with Anthony Gayet, who was doing it for GameSpy. Mm-hmm. And we left and he was like, That seemed pretty cool. And I was like I don't know, was it? Like, I couldn't... It was It was one of those demos where they dropped him into the combat arena. This is how mm. our fighting system was. And then jumped to... All right, and here's how, you know, the... Uh, what did they call it? Fuck, the stealth predator or whatever they call it, That predator mode. The stealth detective mode? Where or no, where you're just swinging around. You know, the part where you're they have guns, so you have to just stay in the, right, the, the shadows. And so, like, that was such a weird, like... Light dark kind of thing, you know. It was just like an apple and orange experience of like, how is that meshed together in a video game where they're like, you're running around and you can kind of do anything? And this, that, mm-hmm. and the I was like, what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, then you play it, and yeah. you're like, oh, uh, <laughs> fuck, all right. Yeah. You see that, like, you come to that first area where you know, you kind of, I guess you come in and it's like the courtyard area. Invisible Predator. Is that what it was? I don't know, something like that. And yeah, the first time you kind of like jump off and just fucking kick a guy in the face yeah, yeah, yeah. with both boots. And then immediately flip and slam it. And then the next guy, you're like, this is... That's Batman, man. That's how Batman should be. That's how... He should have that sort of fierceness. But also, I loved that mechanic. I loved that everyone had guns. And yeah. I loved that you still had to rely on stealth. And there was a little bit of... Det- you don't have to go too far with being a detective, quote-unquote. Oh, sure, yeah. It walks um, you through it all. But it's awesome that you have to use the shadows. And you have to be what, do what Batman would do. Use everything at your disposal to, to eliminate the enemy. Yeah. Um, so, See, yeah, I love that experience. And I'm super excited for, well, I guess... By the time this comes out, we'll be able to play.
1: You'll Yes, this will be going live on Monday So and one for YouTube. More day. Yes. The week we'll, after we'll, that, we'll, probably, we'll have probably have copies of it. That's awesome. No, this will be going live the week of Batman. So Batman's on Tuesday. This is li- It's Monday right now for somebody on YouTube. What
2: do, Hello. It might be Tuesday if they're
3: watching. <laughs> Did
1: we survive E3 is all I want to know. It's touch and go at the moment. Saying. It's so, touch and I go at the saying. moment, I sir. Or okay. ma'am. Or thing. Did computers become sentient in this dark future before Batman?
2: I don't think, I don't think, I, I they, don't did. think they did. That that did was, that's
1: the PC Gaming Conference announcement at E3. And by the way, PCs are fucking live now. We're all and they're robots. watching YouTube videos.
0: <laughs> all right, Greg. What are your favorite games of all time? It's my turn? You know what? No, it's my turn. I'm going to go with me. that's Before that you better. do that, then. Uh-huh.
1: I want to thank all of our patrons. Oh, there we go. You're this so is, smart. We have two months of Patreon people to go through and thank you because we keep forgetting because we're so busy. So there's number one. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so for much. all of your support, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. We love you very much. And thank you to all the new computers that will be supporting us now that they're sentient.
2: <laughs> I don't think they're going to support us. They're probably just going to kill
1: us. They, they, they just watched your topping and had a ball. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Tweet at me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna, I'm gonna hijack this Greg Okay I Can wanna... I guess your first two
2: Yeah Crash Bandicoot No Pokemon Snap Red and Blue No Pokemon right. Fire and Ice Good lord Pokemon Diamonds and Pearls Poke... Diamonds and Pearls
0: No <laughs> Good lord All right No Th- This isn't gonna be in order I'm just gonna okay. name my five games As you could expect A lot of them are Nintendo Mm-hmm because Nintendo makes really good games. And there's a the vast library to pick And them. there's a the vast library. None of them 3DS. Honorable mention to 3DS, but none of the actual picks. Yoshi's Island. I will stand by that, being one of the best, most creative 2D platformers of all time. You're going to put that above um, any of the Mario, Mario games? Ranked. Okay. But above other Mario games? I mean, it's hard because they're different, but this is... I'm not saying it's better. It's. I just prefer it. It's my favorite. Okay. It's your jam. Because Mario three, Mario World. My God, it hurts me to not put these on these on this list. But when I'm only saying five. I feel like I would choose Yoshi's Island over the, over those. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know I've explained many times why we did a let's play on it. We played for a long time. No. Oh, yeah. It, like it, a 45 it certainly, minute... it certainly played. You did the book club too. We did the book club. That's fun. Okay. People like that. It was great. And I think that that game gets gets shat on a lot, or that's just not talked about, and I feel like a lot of people didn't It's ignored. Even, it's ignored, for sure. And I feel like a lot of people don't give it actually a chance, Okay, because then I think that it was at the end of the Super Nintendo era, when everyone was kind of moving on, and everyone had already seen Mario World, and it had the Mario World name in it, which pissed people off, because they are like, this isn't Mario World 2. And it's not. It's really not. If they just called it Yoshi's Island, I think it would have got a, a better rep. But, you know what? I was... I'm down for it. It was the first game I ever beat, so that definitely... There's a lot of nostalgia factor in there for me. But I'd put that for sure possibly at the top of the list. But it's somewhere in there. Bold. Yeah. Bold. Now, another thing that I think is easy to say is Super Smash Bros. What's Ah, harder? Which one? Yeah. I would put Brawl on my list. Brawl. Melee is the one that everybody would love. To say, and it's everyone's favorite, and like, oh, it's more competitive, and and all that stuff. And I have amazing memories playing melee. That was uh the first GameCube game that I had. I had the GameCube before it came out because it was came out two weeks later, which I'll never understand. But I remember just sitting there with the GameCube, waiting to play this game, holding the controller, imagining playing mm-hmm. Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. And just the day it happened, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, who are these Marth people? I don't know what's happening, but it was so good. Um And going back from that Like the N64 Smash Bros Like that was So many of my days That was So awesome. many of my nights Like that was just my life Playing that damn game With 12 characters Dude. And then for Melee to come And just blow it out 25 characters it's Melee like, was
2: a... Well I never played Melee that, I mean you Are missed you sh- out I know I had a bunch of friends That did And it was one of the Again it was one of those Experiences where they Had been playing for like Three or four months before I got my hands on the controller and then it was done. I was like, I can't win yeah. this game. These guys are kicking the shit out of me.
0: I mean, melee really took Smash to another level. Like it took it to be hyper competitive. I mean, 64 was competitive, especially like in a, a bedroom setting of just like, I'm playing with my friends. Yeah, and, like we all got super competitive. And it's like, oh dude, I'm better than you at Smash Bros. I'm better than you at Smash Bros. Everyone just uses fucking Kirby and throws incessantly. Comes but rocks. like Melee really kind of took it to that next level. Of, oh, this is actually. This is deep. There is a fighting game in here. Um, and it caused so much controversy. Is it a fighting game? Is it not? The fact that it even had that conversation says something about that game, you know, and everyone, everyone that had a GameCube had that game. Everyone loved it. Everybody had their main character they played and all these like different stories and stuff. But then Brawl happened. Mm. And a lot of the melee lovers didn't like Brawl too much. They slowed it down a bit. It's tripping. And there's tr- fucking tripping. They intentionally made it a little less competitive. There's a lot of bad things about Brawl, but Brawl is my favorite Smash. Brothers Brawl is game. the best. Really? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah.
3: Brawl is really good. I still say, in my opinion, that having spent a lot of time now with the Wii U one, that the games just get better. I actually feel like the Wii U one might be my favorite one. Because it has a huge roster and it's fucking awesome. It has like all these stages and I think it's great. I think the games just get progressively better. I never I, I loved Melee I when that. the N sixty four one I liked. I, I I remember playing it and having a good time with it and not it was like fine. It was I felt like the roster was a little limited. Melee was really special. I remember too, I got my GameCube you know day one. I think I got like Luigi's Mansion or something. You had to wait a little bit. Yeah. Mario uh, maybe Eternal Darkness too around that time. Maybe not. No Eternal Darkness that was next year. Yeah, yeah, Eternal Darkness was two thousand two I think. So I think it was just Louisiana's Mansion. And then yeah, I got got smashed when it yeah. came out and I was like, this is really a special game. But when I got Brawl on Wii, I was like, this game's clearly better than Melee. Like I don't understand like like Maybe not in a fundamental, like, you know, nuts and bolts thing if you're mm-hmm. really competitive with the game. But I was like, I don't understand how this game isn't better than Melee. And now I'm playing the Wii U one, and I'm like, I don't understand how this isn't better than Brawl. You yeah. Know? And, I mean, mm-hmm. the, I agree with you in that
0: sense of, like, I do now like with the Wii U one better than Brawl. It's just Brawl is my favorite because of time and place entirely. Like, that was the game that – so Melee, I had played with my friends. And then – All of my little brother's friends had also played that game with their friends, but I didn't know them then. But then when Brawl came out, it was kind of like this really nice, like cross generational thing. Of it was his friends, my friends, like all these different people playing this game because we'd grown up with sixty four, we'd grown up with Melee, and Brawl was kind of just that like next level thing of just we're gonna now adults, yeah, let's all All of us are adults, let's play this game, and man, we would just get so into it. And it's like none of us were good to the point of being able to say, oh, I like Melee better because it's faster and all that stuff. But it's like. Good for the people that believe that, and that's why um, I think for us we don't care because we don't get not, it on that level. We're not you know competitive I mean? Smash Like bros. the wave dashing doesn't make sense to us, and like yeah. all that, like we don't give a shit about the frames of attacks. Like we don't understand that. We just know, Seth I like kind of using, You like using Link. Blue Blue you Tune have a couple Link. combos. You do. You know what I mean? Like you, you have these things, but you have so much fun doing it, and you can play against a pro or an idiot and still have fun doing it. And I think that's something special about Smash Bros. Because it's not fun playing Street Fighter against a pro. Sure.
1: Good like, point. It's that's just a good point. Not.
0: Um, but then with the Wii U one, it's like I could never put that down as my favorite, just because I put countless hours into Brawl. Whether it was me and my friends, me and my little brother's friends, are coming to IGN and mm. Brawl was like the freaking bee's knees, man. Years after its release, oh, like yeah. so, Brawl oh, yeah. came out in two thousand eight, yep. And I started IGN in two thousand ten, <clears throat> I think. So two two years later, and we were still playing it like every we, day for a while.
2: Yeah, we we we. I remember we played it. We unlocked all the characters at first because we had the Japanese version, and so we had unlocked all the characters on one specific version. I think it was Mark Ryan's uh, uh, Japanese, and then he had he had it on his way, um, and it somehow got lost in the transition from the old office to the new office, and then we found it, and then it it it, it got lost. And I remember like being. Almost heartbroken, that we had to un- go back and play through and unlock all the characters. And then Mark Ryan's like, "Dude, I'll do that in like half a day. It's not a big deal." I'm like, "Oh, cool." And I then just when got, he did that. Yeah, and then it got hooked up by Fran's desk, which was almost—it was almost too perfect because Fran, as, a, as everyone knows, is just—he's a consummate workaholic. Like he never stops working, but he's also never at his desk. And so it would always piss him off at the end of the day when it would be like five thirty, six o'clock, and I would be like, I would go over to prayer and be like prayer. It's, or I would actually send him notes or IMs or I would take pictures of signs that just say challenge question mark and just send them to him. And he'd be like, God damn it, Scarpino. I got work, do." I'm like, I'm your boss. You get the fuck over on that brawl system right now when you just play some brawl. And it was it was one of those things where it, it literally united almost the entire company to a certain degree because people from accounting would come down. People from engineering would walk over. Random freelancers would come over. Uh, editorial people that I never really even talked to were like, oh, I play, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get down on that. And then every single one of them would end up hating me after they played three rounds with me because I'm the most annoying player on the planet. Uh Um, But Brawl really is a time and a place. And it's probably one of the games that I've played most in my entire life. You can actually count the hours. It probably is the longest I've ever played a game. And it's absurd that that game was that old and we were still playing it. Mm. But it's fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's Smash just Bros. in general, playable. it nails the one more match mentality. Oh, it's God, just like, yeah. all right, we'll just do one more. We'll just do one more. And then it's 6 a.m. And you're like, fuck, one more.
2: Oh, dude, people like Pereira, I've many times has missed his train because of that. Yeah. He's like, dude, I have a train. Like, it leaves in five minutes. I was like, bro, we can get in. He's like, I got to walk. I'm like, run. You run? we play one
0: more round right now. And
2: he's like, fuck, all right, let's
0: go. I think one of the defining moments of our friendship was when your wife was out of town and yeah. you, you hit me up. You're like, Tim, D's gone. Yeah. Bring your Wii to my house. We're playing Smash Bros. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I go to his house with Alfredo. We just start playing. And then all of a sudden, he's like, should I call Pereira? He calls Mike Pereira. Mike Pereira fucking taxis over. (laughs) We just fucking played all night. What was hilarious
2: about that was that I was yearning. I I love that experience of – because it really is – when you have someone that's super good at it, like you're talking about, if someone's competitive at it, it's not fun. Mm -hmm. You need people that have kind of grown up with it together. So, I know exactly how you play. I know how these guys play. I know how to, I know if I'm having a good match, if I can beat one of you guys or not, or if it's just time to just relax, who gives a shit and have fun and choose another character and do what they got to do. But that night specifically was hilarious because remember, you got there and I had just gotten this brand new 15 inch Panasonic. Jesus, Kevin. Kevin just. He did. He didn't hit anything. He pushed off that table and the whole thing swayed at like a 30 degree and came back. And I'm like, I just don't understand why he has to. He physically causes waves in the air with how he moves He's like Superman. It doesn't make sense. In metal um, steel, of course. But that night was hilarious because you, y'all came over. i just gotten this brand new 15-inch plasma, and I didn't realize that I had the connectors for the coax. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. component. Component, excuse me. And so we ended up playing on a 32-inch <laughs> so,
3: so Samsung no, okay. monitor like That's why
0: you invited us over, is because he had this brand new TV. Yeah. So we're so, oh, we're like, oh, we got to break this in. Yeah. It's going to be fucking beautiful. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, fuck, we... The Wii doesn't have HDMI. Like, yeah. we can't connect it because we didn't have the freaking thing. And he's like, fuck, it's not in the box. Like, shit. So we were so pissed. So he literally gets this tiny little TV, and we put it in front of the big TV. Yeah. And we didn't give a fuck. We no, sat and I'm played. We didn't matter. We played it like, and 1 it wasn't until, like, a week later that you found out that it was, like, you Where might put it, it? somewhere. No, there no, there it
2: was the Panasonic TVs at the time, I don't know if they still do this or not, but they had a... Um, dongle. It's a dongle, basically, that you plug into a port. I don't know if it's an HDMI port or, or, or a proprietary port that has the three colors that come out of it. Yeah, And I didn't realize that. Um, and I had it. It ships with the TV, but I was like, what the shit is this? I'm never going to need this. And, of course, filed it away someplace that I probably couldn't find it right now even if I needed it to. But thank God everything runs off of HDMI. Thank God we standardized the inputs. Thanks, Nintendo. Because it was just... It was too crazy. I remember
3: buying right? my component cables for Wii thinking it was gonna make it look better and it looked indistinguishable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Not man. Like, supposedly cables. it's better. Uh, dude,
3: Smash Bros looks way I, better. I remember it was uh I think I finally got with like Zach and Wiki or something like that, mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was when I was still playing Wii a lot. And I remember playing them and being like, I can't even tell the difference. I didn't have a huge TV at the time, and I'm like, I don't know why I just bought these. Huh. It was like the too. it was it was the Nintendo one too. Ones like, mean, yeah. It had to be the Nintendo one.
2: That weird plug, right? Yep. It wasn't. It, it was, was gray. Just, it
3: was like a that beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. gray color, and yeah, it was. I don't know, I remember that really Fucking well. Fucking we. Yeah, they they got they got they
2: smartened up quick because I if, if I remember correctly, the, the NES <laughs> and, and SNES had just regular coax. They're not I'm saying coax, like that's a thing. Uh, it was coaxial.
0: It was the one where yeah, like, you Yeah, it was the, the gray RX box adaptor. and then you put it
3: into your cable and then you put the cable into the back of the was box. Was that right? Yeah. And then w- at one point though they did have uh, composite cable. It cables, was though. PS1 n 64, Saturn, Dreamcast like were the first ones to really well, Super do Nintendo that I and mean. had it too. But, yeah, yeah, had but you prop- had to buy that cables? separately. Yeah, the ones yeah, yeah. the ones that came in the box were started with that gener- that particular generation. I think cuz I remember with my PS1 I still had a TV with my PS1 and my Dreamcast oh. where I had to go and act. It was the, the exact opposite problem. I yeah. had to go, then it would come with composite cables, and I had to go buy the coaxial cable because I didn't have that on my TV. My right, God, right. one of the
0: biggest heartbreaks of my life was my mom buying me an N64 and Mario 64, getting home and being like, what if. The fuck are these colored things? Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. I need the little yeah, thing, yeah. so I had to go to Blockbuster and buy some broke ass RF Madcast converter. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that
1: was, I had it uh, for the N64. I used, after years of being trained to use the coaxial cable, I set the N64 up. This is in high school, in between the two chairs that are like across the room from the TV, and then ran an uh, RF converter at the back and put the coaxial cable in and ran this obscene like twenty foot right. cable over the TV. And I remember one day when we, I had moved it to a friend's house and brought it back. And I'm like, oh, let's see. I've heard that the comp- cables make it look better than the, and i pl- and it was like all of a sudden super bright and colorful I was like i've been fucking this up for like a year and a
0: half running it on this stupid thing that's so fun i mean i was so young i didn't even notice like, yeah. i mean i didn't know there was a difference
3: you know what i mean yeah, yeah, I I the connection was stupid. like direct
1: it, you know like the signal didn't get weaker as it went oh. like i was doing it
3: <laughs> i uh i do remember though, the nes <laughs> the, not the that's top awesome. loader but the the standard nes was way ahead of its time in the fact that there was a mono port that you could put plug a single audio cable into, and then there was a single visual port that you could plug. So like, was there an could, S video cable So no? you could no, not S no. video, but you could buy like a single video, like the you know the yellow, white, and red cords. Wherever mm-hmm. you could buy just the yellow cord, and or you could have them all, but like you had to plug in the white and the yellow, and there was nowhere for the red because I guess it was there was not stereo sound. So mm-hmm. uh, you could do that with like some agnostic cables if you wanted to, but I didn't even I didn't even know that until I was in college. That like that was I just never even paid attention to any of these ports. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of weird shit on the NES. Yeah, there is. I mean, doesn't the NES The Famicom in Japan can it connect to the internet? You know what I mean? Like that really? like yeah, it had like a thing called it was Satellaview I think it was yes. called, right? Yeah. Was and that NES or SNES? It was NES, I think. Yeah, we could look it up. But yeah, Satellaview was like this thing where you could download. I'll look it up now. Like the Famicom, the fa- for as much shit as we give them for their hardware and stuff like that, like their shit was kind of like way ahead of its time. I'm gonna look it up. Satella view. Oh god. Oh god <laughs> Wiki Look up Because S- there was a Zelda game That was exclusive to Satellaview That was It was Super Nintendo Let me see here No you're right Satellaview Yeah it can't have been It can't have been NES That was way 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 It was a satellite was modem a... Preferable for Super Nintendo Super Famicom It yeah, was oh, a okay, F-Zero right.
0: game And a Zelda game
3: Yeah that's what it was So what am I thinking about With the NES I want to look it up now You guys can keep going Famicom Alright so Steve moving on right. From Smash Because
0: I can literally Talk about Smash mm-hmm. All day because um, oh, no, so yeah, I'm that, sorry There was a Famicom modem there was also another one? It was, was a Famicom Fami modem released in
3: 1988. A video game preferable think? for Nintendo's family computer released in late 1988, only in Japan. It used a card-based format reminiscent of the Who card for Hudson Soft's NEC's PC Engine. So, and second card for Master System, because Master System was doing the same thing. It would give you live stock trades, game cheats, jokes, weather forecasts, horse betting, and, a small, amount horse of, betting. and a small amount of downloadable content. I knew that that existed. I tell you what, I just when got I, the names wrong. When, when I'm I was sorry a kid, when
2: I was 7, 8, I really was like, I need an outlet for my horse betting. Yep. Yeah. If I can't bet
0: on the horses right now.
2: I bet on the ponies, they called. Uh, that's true. I called the ponies back then.
1: All right, I'm
3: sorry to right.
0: The next game it's is, gold. no surprise, it is a Pokemon game. I've said this before. Snap. Snap. It's not Snap. 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 It is gold. Black. Gold. Gen 2. You don't listen so,
3: to Tim closely enough.
0: Gold, gold and silver. I just
3: silver. like Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <laughs> I like Pokemon
0: Snap too, but it's definitely not the best game of all time. Um, Pokemon Gold and Silver, I think, is the greatest generation of Pokemon, and I don't think it'll ever be beat. It is, a lot of people would say that red and blue are the best but that's like people that say fall, um fall fast God damn it fast and Furious one is better than the the new ones they'd be right and no they, they would be totally it would be correct no they wouldn't it's just like just because it's the first doesn't make it the best it was awesome Super the best. Mario Bros one is amazing it is not better than three it is not better than world like that's not even you can't say that does it get points for being the first it does you gotta give it the credit but it's like anybody that says Super Mario Bros is their favorite game. I question that. Look,
2: I'm gonna go on a limb and say though that as far as series that are important to humanity, yeah, Fast and Furious ranks way higher than Mario. Okay, but that's not on your list. Okay, all right. Going back and to so the so Pokemon Fast and Furious here. is the best game of all time.
0: Fast and Furious Supercharged,
2: boom! See, it was. You four guys four are well, a lot more subdued on this podcast than you are on the other talk. ones weird it's tim's turn i'll, I'll <laughs> let you go at this point greg normally would have shut me up three times or got i uh, shot me this look i'm not the host on this one here i can just be a goon like you a goon like you yeah.
0: we're all just goons. cool they're sorry continue thing. so pokemon red and blue i feel like a lot of people say are the best because they're the first ones and they hold a very special place in my heart those are the first ones i played totally won me over and they kind of were an evolution in video games to me my first rpg and in a lot of ways i think it's a lot of people's first RPG. Yeah, it's definitely
3: baby's first RPG as we talked yeah. about on our previous games because I mean on no, a really what that, it is. It really it's... did introduce a lot of people to role
0: playing. Yeah, and it's I love it. And it could be deep if you want it to be. And like people to this day are still playing yeah. with like their E V training, I V training, all that bullshit. Yeah. Deep um Deep. If you want today it is to Today's June 9th, by the way, so it's six nine. Six uh, yeah. Nope
2: not doing it on this show. Wow, what's happening here? That's that's a little... bit feels intense. good, actually.
0: So Pokemon Red and Blue right. were great, and they kind of set this world up for everybody, and the the battle systems, and like the introduced people to the world of Pokemon, yeah. and what Pokemon are, and the eight gyms, and blah, blah, blah. And then Gold and Silver came, progressed the story along, actually made the story matter a little bit more than it did in the first one, and it was right off of the first one. So it was an actual sequel, unlike the bunch of the rest of them. They're all set in the same world, and then you get little hints and stuff. But Gold and Silver was two years after the Red and Blue and expanded all that. You get the eight gyms. Then you get to go back to the first region from Red and Blue, go through all of that. And it was a little broken because it was, like, simple, and they probably should have upped the uh the level caps of some of the things because yeah. they had the same levels as they did in the first game. So at that point, you already played. It's like New Game Plus, but... No if, one's on your level. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's just weak, so it, like, didn't matter. They fixed that in... Um, the heart, heart gold, soul heart soul. gold, soul silver. So I might even say that those are my favorite because like th- those the improvements they made in those games were fucking awesome. Um they sped up the combat a little bit, which was another issue. Um, but there is no moment in gaming that was as special to me as the end of Gold and Silver when you get all sixteen badges, beat the Elite Four again, and then face red from the first game. It was just like, good Lord, this is fucking epic. They were just perfect. And you face off against him, and he has the Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur, Snorlax, Lapras, and a fucking level 86 Pikachu. Deal with it, son. Deal with it. So, in this series, yes. red and blue are, are enemies. Yes.
2: I see. So that's where the name comes from. The name comes from a lot of things, but okay. yes. Was I right in assuming there was a Diamond and Pearls? Yes. yes.
3: There was. Those are my favorite Pokemon games.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah. Is that where Prince got the song from? Yes, presumably. Actually, that is... He was sitting there Thought. playing on his DS, DS, and he was like, I'm going to go back in time and write this song right now. Mm-hmm. I bet he did. And what did he say? <laughs> I'm going to write this song.
0: Damn. Those were the last ones I played all the way through. I'm pretty sure Diamond and Pearl actually <laughs> was the one that introduced like, time travel. Was it? Maybe I'm wrong I'm about that. you right now, guys. Because then we're you could trade something. with the GBA games. So... Yeah, they had a time travel function. So there you go, Nick. You're right about something. You're probably wrong about the print stuff, though. We'll never know. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. So moving on, I'm going to switch it up, and it's not a Nintendo game. Oh! But it's it's another thing. I guess a lot of my choices are my personal favorites that I don't think really kind of... Get the love. Get the love, but also wouldn't be other people's favorites of even these series. I'm trying to limit it to one series. It's a little hard in some ways, but for this it is Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. And my choice is Metal Gear Solid 4. What the fuck? Metal Gear Solid 4 is one of my favorite games of all time because the experience of that, yep, I'll never forget. Of course. I did not want to put like I was a fanboy of that series at that point. Yep. I fucking loved them and I just wanted more. And four was just like, hey, hey Tim, you like Solid Snake? Oh, yeah, you. I know you do. We're not we're not doing this big boss shit. We're giving you fucking solid snake. And we're gonna answer all the questions that you ever had yep. about all yep. the series. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna give you good answers? Not entirely. What are you talking about? A lot of of though. There's gonna, some of it's Patriots. gonna be bullshit. But it's like that doesn't even matter. Like I feel like that it did it was such fan service, and I love fan service. Is it a perfect game? No, definitely not. Is there enough gameplay in it? Mm-mm, I wanted way more. And there was a shit ton of cutscenes. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I just wish there was more gameplay. Sure. But the gameplay that was there I fucking loved. The moments there like going back to Shadow Moses it was uh, like Act 4 how can I holy forget? Shit that was awesome. And then the yeah. end of Act 4. Yep. When you're in fucking Rex. Yep. battling Battle Ray. Yep. I would have like Raiden that game consistently surprised me and I was like I yep. can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're doing this. Yep, yep, Freaking yep. Raiden being actually kind of cool in a way that was like Bullshit. He was cool. No, he, would, he was, he was cool. cool. But I mean, it was it was so over the top, and it's oh, like sure, but that's people... I
1: mean, I feel like the Kojima's plane had left the ground
0: at that yeah, point. Exactly. We, couldn't, we like... couldn't
1: be reaching out, trying for it to get back to Earth with us. No. Yeah, but like
0: like him holding the boat back. Yeah, like what the fuck? But awesome. But awesome, right? right? Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. those final the final scenes or the final chapter of that game was just so emotional. The army crawl. Yeah. yeah. The, all the bosses, like going back to like the they were like the. The um, Sirens What were they, they even called? Oh, the Furies the, Beauty and the Beast the, Beauty and the Beast yeah, yeah Which obviously is awesome But they were just like Throwbacks to the share. 1-1 Psycho, like Psycho Mantis woman. And like the Decoy Octopus like thing We yeah, actually yeah. get to fight them. All that stuff was so good The Sniper Wolf throwbacks Like, man That game just fucking yeah. Nailed the fan service Of It was just like a here you go, fans of Metal Gear. This yeah. is a next gen experience. This is something that's fucking special, and that you're gonna like. I couldn't stop thinking about that game when I'd be away from it. Yeah. I wanted to just keep replaying it. I'm like, good lord, I don't want this to end. I remember mm-hmm. thinking that constantly the entire time, and the whole microwave scene. I'm him going yeah. crawling through. Uh, yeah.
2: Like, I actually, that, I actually remember that. I, I watched, like I said, I've told this before. I watched Jeff Haynes play that entire game. The Entire game. Yeah, I had to capture it, and I was sick as a dog. And he got to that place. And I actually was like, em- I've never played a Metal Gear game. Emotional at that scene. Because it's the music. And yeah. it's like he's crawling. And then he falls. And they're like, get up, get up. And he's like, ah. Uh. And then what, is the, what is the song that was playing over it? It was like, uh, I, I, can't, I have the Uncharted theme stuck in my head right now. <laughs> nope.
0: Drake the, comes in and helps. <laughs> he's like, hey, what's up? I have <laughs> yeah. a lasso. I don't know I don't why. know what song was playing at that point. It's uh, really It might have been Here's to You, though like, whatever. That might have just been in the credits. But anyways. I'm going to look it up. That, do it. Do it. That whole game was so special, and then the end, the final fight with Liquid, where it kind of goes through right. the battle it, yeah, styles oh of each one. Yeah, oh my god, that and was so like, good. just like, there's so many moments, and then the, the game ends. And it should have ended. And then it didn't end, <laughs> and then it comes back, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it just kept giving you shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm go with you. No, for. this is
1: what we always talk about, right? Is the fact that Colin and I kept Metal Gear Solid 4 off the top 25 <laughs> PlayStation 3, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> games, <laughs> lists.
2: Over and, and and over and over and again da da Because Get up snake you fucker
3: That's what they said <laughs> Jesus to In the game right
1: No we kept it off because It isn't a game that plays to anybody Right You need to be on that fanboy level But in the same breath That's why I thought I backed Jeff's ten And gave a second opinion on it That this game was a masterpiece. It was something incredibly special. It did scratch the itch that I had had for years to know what happened at the end of two, when you know uh, Solid Snake and Raiden go their separate ways. Like what happens next? And we finally get those answers. We finally get an answer about Meryl. We finally get to see what the hell's going on. And so. That's You're talking about your favorite games, right? And so this is the best game or whatever? But you're talking about a favorite experience. Like, Stem to Stern, I loved that game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It took me three nights to beat. And then that second night, I always tell a story at 11 o'clock. I was so tired from being up so late the night before that I'm like, I'm going to go to bed. And then you're like, you have to go. We're going back to Shadow Moses. And yeah. it was like, and I was awake till two. You know what yeah. I mean? Playing all of Act Four because that's what I love the most. And him falling asleep in the plane and then like, yeah, waking the up at the yeah, face. Then, Good like, Lord. The whole game is like totally designed to be a love letter to us, you mm-hmm. know, from Kojima. From Konami, I've been awesome.
3: meaning to go back to it at some point because Metal Gear Solid I love. And Metal Gear Solid 2 I think is an it's affa- my favorite one. Fantastic game. And then when I played Metal Gear Solid 3, I was like there's like something about it. I like, sure. immediately didn't like. I yeah, played it was it's like turn I played it for, it for a couple too. hours I was like no no no. And then when I played Metal Gear Solid 4, I was like like I was, I played it for a few more hours was like no, no no no. Like I don't there's, <laughs> some, there's something not right about this and I never played it again. And I feel like maybe, you know, I probably never will, but maybe one day go back to it because Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Solid 2 are so special in my mind. I don't think any beat really. So I'm interested to see what's going on with Child Five, but I respect people that like four. It's just it, I played the game for a few hours, and I'm like, this is not. Metal Gear. It doesn't feel like Metal Gear. It doesn't look like Metal Gear. Well, that that was the thing thing I was like, that's one of the things I really didn't like about it. It was, Tim hit it that he never knew what to expect.
1: It was a departure from Metal Gear. In every one of those segments I remember being the motorcycle chase or the sneaking in the when when you put on the Young Snake mask. And then the actual, you know, when you had the octo camouflage and you actually were fighting in the battlefield. Like every segment felt incredibly
0: different. And that could
1: be disjointed it is a disjointed feeling but as an experience i liked what they were
0: driving it. yeah i remember there was so many points like in addition to the ones i've named like the motorcycle chase and the the boss fight when i think you were in london where you're in the tower and then the, the right, flying right 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 outside yeah, like yeah. blowing the tower up and it's like bits and pieces are flying off yeah i remember specifically being there and be like i can't believe i'm actually playing this like i can't believe this is a video game i can't yeah. believe this is real and that this is like i'm playing this, this is, i'm not just watching it and like it's very rare you get those feelings. Yeah. You no. know? And again, it was my my first game on Last Generation. Like, I didn't... I was really late to PS3. I got it the day... Like, I got my PS3 with that game. Yeah. And man... Gunmetal Gray. Like, yeah. It was fucking good. So damn good. All right. My last pick is Super Mario Galaxy 2. Okay. I think it is the pinnacle of 3D Mario games. And I tried not to have multiple things from the same franchise, but 3D Mario, 2D Mario, very, very different, different. very different. And uh, Mario Galaxy 2, my God, that is a 10 out of 10. Like that is, I think, out of all the ones I just said, it might be the the best game of my favorites because it is just it's flawless. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking fun. It's so creative. The um, every level has some different twist and some different like design choice and the gravity and all this stuff. It took everything that Mario Galaxy One made and it just Gave a little bit more, and I think all the additions were great, like Yoshi and all. It finally gave us Yoshi in three D, and it was fun. It was good. It wasn't just fucking juice <laughs> bullshit from. Uh...
1: <laughs> Did you practice that? Oh yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, I do that, and uh... yeah, i respect <laughs> that choice. <laughs> that's
2: really good too.
0: Yeah, Galaxy Two, the and Galaxy again, universes. a lot of people will say Galaxy One's better, and it's like honestly, that's not even a a hill that I would die on. Like the two of them are so good. They're amazing to use yeah. a Colin parlance. Yes, yes.
2: That's me. You're
1: making it better. Yeah, yeah. That's me. You're making man, it a better,
0: man. Those games are so good. I want an HD collection so bad. Because like those yes. are some games that I actually really want to replay. And the funny thing is, you can go back and replay them. They, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're standard definition, but they're fucking beautiful. You still have to do this? Yeah, you do. But like, the, it, I he I don't do think this? that the waggle was bad in that game. Like, I don't, it I felt don't think right. so either. It was intuitive. I don't
3: think, yeah, that was one of the few games where I was like, this is fun. It's not a big deal. It just, it just fucking worked.
0: I want to give shout-outs to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Which I spent so many hours in, and, um, and thug, no, 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 not thug, not thug. <laughs> Portal though, like yeah, man, that's a that's a real experience game. Portal,
2: Portal's a hard one though because it was
0: not very long.
2: It was a great experience. Need to be. Nothing needs to be long. It was beautiful, but it was it really was one of those like in and out. That was great. That's awesome. Yeah. And I don't think that and when they did, oh no, let's go. Um, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to put that on the top list. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. I mean, I don't think it's it's hard. It's like... I was going to say, yeah,
1: it's not, bad. It's not that hard.
0: Like, as an experience, like, man. And, like, I would also say Journey. Like, as an experience, those yeah. things are... I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd put on there for sure. And I have to, in some way, mention Guitar Hero. Like, I'm not sure which one. I think if I had to choose, it'd be three. Van Halen. Oh. No, not... not Aerosmith? One. Was there Aerosmith? Right, there was one. But Guitar Hero 3, it's like, that was such a great game. And I had so much fun with it. Like, I would say it is one of my favorite games of all time. But I already went over five. But fuck <laughs> rules. Seem like All you like right. a lot, yeah. I have to peace out. I right. love you guys. You
1: got a meeting. Bye. A meeting. Not pee out like you do doing the Game Over Gregory show every day on youtube.com
2: slash kind of funny. Blowing it up. I might be back. We'll see how long this goes. All right. See you. Have fun. Thanks, Jen's. Bye. Bye.
1: Everybody. Nick Scarpino, everybody. It's a wrap on Nick. There's a gift bag for you out there.
0: Which one of you guys want to go first? It
1: doesn't matter to me. I'll save the best for last and go right now. Okay. Good answer, Greg. People know that I love Colin Moriarty. And if you didn't, now you do. So I'm going to do it in the opposite order of how everybody else has done. I'm going to give you my honorable mentions and then go five, four, three, two, one. Ooh, so you actually have a ranked list. Yeah, number one's no surprise. I talk about all the Got time. Got it. You know it. Mm-hmm. All right. So in my honorable mentions, mm-hmm. I'm going to give Patapon 3 an honorable mention. Amazing game. And it's funny. I went back before we went out and did this. I went and did the uh, old... Uh, Looked at my IGN top ten, and I had put Patapon two in there at the time, and then claimed in the write up that Patapon three is a better game, but Patapon two is like my favorite or it's, it's it I have better memories about it. Now removed, I'm um, Patapon three all the way. Okay. just because it had brought it was it, the culmination of the series. It had online multiplayer. It had simplified everything. You knew how to level up your character. It was great. And You just had to worry about one guy. Still do out the beats. Do you remember Patapon Tim? I never played Patapon, but do you do remember, remember it? Of course, okay. of course. We need I hear it echoing
0: one. in my brain. At we need times. another one bad.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know. And I hate whenever I mention Patapon and somebody's like, and we need a Loka Roka. It's like, we can't get them both. We can't save them both. And Loka Roka was not as good as Patapon, so we need to let that one go, everybody. If we can just let it utify. die. If we can agree on this, maybe one day the door will be open for Loka Roka. Mm. But not now. You never played Patapon, right? No, uh, no. It was just so ingenious controlling the tribe with the beats. I think I might have. And point. it's one of those, you know... PSP? Yeah, yeah. I think I might have. Uh, Kevin, can I have the pen, by the way? I'm listening to you. Yeah, I know you are. You know better than anybody that I have... Oh, he's going to throw a point at your face. You know better than anybody, Colin, that I got no rhythm. Oh, that's true. So the fact that I was able to play upon and be really good at upon is another thing of how great this game is. it made you
0: feel good about yourself that, exactly yeah
1: memorize all the cuz cha- you, you had to you know give commands via drum beats cuz you're this god or whatever mm. so yeah you, you you command you had to hit a play a song to get them to march then play a song to get them to attack it's very you have to anticipate what the boss is going to do the best thing about it, it was another one of these games that was perfect for the PSP cuz it encouraged you to go back and grind replay the same bosses to get you know the bone to go then take mm-hmm. the bone and bury the bone and just bury the bone over and over again you got to bury the bone <laughs> That's that your,
3: I, as far as I understand, that's one of your mantras in life is burying Greg the Miller, bone. Burying mm. the bone. That's right. Mm.
1: But you do that, you know, to get your level up and do this and get a rare material to do. You know, there's so much. There, there was. It seems so cute and fun, and there was so much under the hood, and it was a great game, kept you occupied all the time. So that's on my list as an honorable mention. I'm putting Mario Kart Double Dash on here. Mm. Fucking seven point nine. Yeah, yeah. Fran
3: Mirabella can get the fuck out of here with that at seven point nine. Bullshit. I'll never forget that as long as I live. <laughs> I'll never ever forget that as long as I live. Well, it's because it continues was to be a That was such a meltdown on the internet. The likes of which I don't. Think I <laughs> might have ever seen before, huh? or again, and there was, that was way before social media.
1: Oh sure, yeah, the yeah, yeah. meltdown, that was the, thing. the
3: level of forum and IRC meltdown because of that 7.9. I was like, holy shit! Well, I, and it's like embedded in my brain. It was a bullshit move
1: by one Fran Mirabal. Of the <laughs> he can never be forgiven for it. As close as I am to Fran, I'll mm-hmm. never be able to love him. It's because I know about the 7.9 and how great Mario Kart Double Dash was. Mm-hmm. But you played it? Oh yeah! God, that was so much fun. Yeah. Baby Park? You no, kidding me? No, baby fucking
0: park. For fun- sure
1: Now I never do the thing Did you ever do the thing Where your friends Would get squirrely On a Saturday night You've been playing Mario Kart Double Dash All day long All Friday night long And they'd be like Well do you want to try Actually doing the co-op How you play co-op Where when you rides In the back when you Oh actually no, drive, fuck that, that That's was such bullshit." Yeah
3: no 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 Yeah but uh, yeah mm. Now if, there, if there's not Another GameCube Co-op game Or k- multiplayer game On your list I'm going to be Really disappointed I'm just telling you Right now okay. You better know what it is And I'm sure you know What it is So I'm just going to Leave it there
1: Okay uh, Another honorable mention To Luminous luminous on my psp loved mm. that fucking game i love it on everything i love it on vita too i think the vita version obviously probably the better version actually use electronics touch cool symphony way. that's is the that one? one that's the one yeah great game everybody should hit it up lots of fun but the pro- here's something that's blasphemy i know but you know that i love tetris yes i'm playing tetris right now in the vita the the version that actually works now thank you very much uh, ultimate Tetris, or what is it tetris ultimate tetris so? ultimate yeah okay by soma play there you go published yeah, I by ubisoft yes I was just wondering if Ultimate came before or after, but thank you for all the facts. <laughs> uh but the problem with playing Tetris now is that I think Luminous is a better game. But a better puzzle Damn. block clearing better game. Better than Tetris. I do. I think it is. And I I think it might be hmm. that it's more approachable. You know what I mean? Like the drop it's just something about the fact that they fall in squares and then you you know, you can hit one edge of the square and send the other two down that I nah. like so much. Trying to like maneuver that and keep that all straight in your head and clear out all these things. Did columns
3: stuff. play like that on Genesis too? Uh, to an
1: extent yeah, yeah yeah it was a little bit different yeah. but yeah yeah it's okay. it is very very similar yeah okay. luminous amazing everybody should hit it up and then also my honorable mentions category and maybe one day some of these start getting in there mm-hmm. pu- pushing thing around and putting gone home in there gone oh, home still okay. is still an experience saying whatever you want to say i know a lot of people on the internet like to hate on it saying it's not like oh, whatever but I'm, i wanted. i want to they're that, laughing all the way to the bank <laughs> yeah steve gainer yeah. <laughs> yeah he keeps getting crazy haircuts with all that money he made <laughs> off gone home uh Gone Home, one of those games that, you know, you, I felt. Yeah. You know what I mean? You felt. I remember finishing that game yeah. as soon as the credits roll, walking in hugging Christine. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, like, such a special experience. Especially now it would probably be lessened, I think, because everybody talks about it, right? Mm-hmm. But at the time it was, like, literally Marty had been like, I reviewed this game and it's really good. And then I remember uh, uh, McElroy. He had tweeted about it Good. too. That if you haven't played it yet, like, don't read my review. But here's the link. Go yeah. play it
3: first. I was like, all right. So one day I played it and was just blown away. And then it's I, like
0: the paperboy of our time.
3: It is the paperboy of our time. I have two questions, mm-hmm. sure. comments. Two questions slash comments. Was the point in which you went and hugged Christine after playing Gone Home? Was that the point in which you realized you might have been losing your grip on reality that a video game made you go hug your girlfriend?
1: No, because it, it wasn't that I was. I wasn't. I didn't think I was that character. I, I hugged her because it, it's. I understand. We that, take it Greg. for granted how easy it is for us, Colin. Oh,
3: I see. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, that was my thing. Number two. I was su- it was such a bittersweet love story. Because I know it's not on your list. So, because I know you well enough to know it's not on your list. Sure. How dare you, sir, when you mention GameCube multiplayer games that we talked about so much not put Mario Golf on there, and you bring mm, up mm, Double Dash, mm. Double Dash. Yeah. Now you bring up
1: a good but point. But Toadstool Tour. A fantastic game. Which it's was no maybe dash, one of the sorry.
3: best GameCube games. No Double Dash. Hard Stop. Just wanted to throw that out there. I I appreciate. I dare you! I appreciate your fervor and attention <laughs> to detail.
1: Now that you've reminded me of that, I will put Mario Golf oh, World th- Tour on, on, on the three DS oh, in the Jesus honorable Christ. mention category. Eighty-two hours into mm. a fucking golf game on the goddamn DS. My God! Right? You're crazy man. It's so good though. We mm. had the tee times every day, and then they had the online working great. I played. I was so excited about it. I played it for an hour, and I was like. That's how you are though no. You gotta be caught off guard For games to like For you to like games I think Yeah That's your thing That's true Anything you think you're gonna like You don't like
3: That's true That's a good point You're gonna hate
1: Mighty Number no. 9 No I'm not Apparently what, Are you crazy you, I remember Skyrim you are gonna love Witcher you were gonna love I love Witcher I just think it's overrated I think it's a great game You've been talking about How you wanna stop playing it You just can't Cause I'm overwhelmed by it Okay Get your facts straight You didn't like Resistance 3 You didn't finish it No Big no trouble. I didn't finish Resistance 3 Number 5 on my top 5 list <clears throat> Infamous Original, straight up Cole McGrath story. Good good choice, Greg. The first one. Yeah. Here's the thing, of course. As we go further on, Infamous 2, Infamous Second Son infamous first light as you go up the gameplay gets better it gets smoother it gets prettier all of that I get that I'm not arguing that but infamous one the story was so good in the merging of the gameplay at the time to the story was perfect Mm. it was you know it made parkour fun climbing Mm. you could get up anywhere except Mm. chain link fences (laughs) you could run around have a great time it made sense it worked you know what I mean I love that Mm. Cole character I love Trish I love Zeke I love these people they made and for me the interesting thing was I think it's rare with new IPs that come intellectual properties New games that come around that get announced, right? That you see a trailer. I remember seeing that trailer D3 the first time. I remember being told what the game was, and me being like, This is the most Greg game there could possibly be. You know what I mean? It's a PlayStation exclusive and it's a superhero slash supervillain story, whatever you want to become, right? It's gonna, it has these comic book cutscenes and I'm like This sounds like the fucking perfect game for me, which means it will be dog shit. It means it will be garbage, and it will fuck, like Superman 64. It's going to quickly go off the rails and be (laughs) an embarrassment. But then to get it and have it not be that at all, you know what I mean? To have it do so much stuff, right? It has has its problems, of course, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But... The traversal, the gameplay, you know, Sucker Punch in traversal, Sucker Punch in that moment-to-moment gameplay and using the powers and Mm. how cool you look. Few do it as well as they do, I Mm. think. You know Mm. what I mean? I agree. And so then to have the comic book story laid on there, to have the choices where I wanted to go back and replay stuff and see how it all pans out, you know, the system, it was so good. Mm. So fucking good. You know what I mean? And like, granted, with Second Son, I wish they would have uh, shed, you know, evolved a few of their systems. I thought it was so weird that in Second Son, you show up and it's like... Take a photo somewhere here, and there's a giant camera icon in the world floating there. It's like, couldn't we have done this in a way that didn't make it clear that I'm in a video yeah, game? Like, it looks so the, good. That wasn't
3: the big problem. The big problem with Second Son, though, was that A, my expectations for that game were way too high, and sure. B, um, it didn't tie in at all to the original game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And like, yeah. I don't, and the, and the original two, I still think Infamous Two is way better than Infamous, but. Um, Gameplay Inf- wise, I agree. Infamous Two is really, really fucking good. Sure. Um, one of the best games of that year, for sure. But Infamous Second Son was just disappointing. Like I remember being, I was like, and I agree with you, the gameplay is awesome, but I'm like, I don't really care about this character. I yep. don't really like this character. And frankly, like, this world doesn't seem that big. The story doesn't really, I, like, why doesn't it tie in at all to the original story? Other than, like, anecdotally. Right. You know, it's Eight like, years fuck, later, man, or five years later, whatever that Because was. I kept playing that game, and I want to, you know, spoiler alert. You've had your time to play Second Son, everybody. We're not spoiler. doing the head the fact I, I waited until the very end for that game to tie with Cole, and I thought for sure Cole, you were going to fight Cole, sure. You know? Like I and I was so when the, when the credits rolled, I was like, "Fuck, I can't believe like he's not in this game," you know. And then first light came out, and he's still not in it. And I'm like, "How? Why not? Like this world isn't interesting enough for me to care about this?" Sure. You know? And that was a, that's a big problem with Infamous going forward. which mm-hmm. I think we're not going to see Cole made that world interesting, and Cole's story made that world interesting. But I digress.
1: One of the things about it, right, is I think the Cole... And spoiler. Cole made it interesting in the way that... You get (laughs) a (laughs) spoiler. Siri spoilers. (laughs) Cole made it interesting in the way that he was almost so blank slated and so everyman, right? Like... With Delson, we immediately get to the fact of, like, I start to lose connection with him because he's clearly, like, he's, like, skatery punk dude, and he does, like, spray paint. And it's, like, he's a character, and he's kind of a douchey character. He's, yeah, like, this douchey like kid who doesn't want to accept his responsibilities. Whereas Cole's, like, I'm a bike messenger. Oh, shit, I got superpowers, and everybody's pissed. And I'm like, all right, all right, I am like I, I wouldn't be a bike messenger, but I saw the movie Premium Rush, of course, starring Joseph Again. Gordon-Levitt. Paperboy. <laughs> Paperboy, yeah. I didn't actually see Premium Rush. Number four, Uncharted 3.0. Drake's Deception, the only 10 I gave on IGN ever, stand by to this day, I still think, we ought to talk about this, if Uncharted 2 and 3 had flipped places, it would be the same argument on why people hate on Uncharted 3, mm, I definitely. still say, my pro- I'll never forget, I was such a huge Uncharted 1 fan, right, Uncharted 2 we got, Roper was reviewing it, so I just got to play it, and being at home, and beating it over a weekend, and texting, he texted me like, what did you think, and it's just, I was just like, "It's it's Uncharted and it's great, it's just, it's literally beat for beat Uncharted 1. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, here's the setup of these guys. This guy's going to betray you. This is going to happen. Here's the supernatural twist. Everything's all. And it's just like, I felt so like, is this all it can be? Is this what it's going to be? Is it all. And like, not that it's bad, like, you know what I mean? It's like Indiana Jones. Like, all right, they all have the same kind of formula, right? Except for the obviously best one ever with Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. But they all have the similar, you know, formula of what's going to happen. And then to get to three and have it be like, we're telling this bromance. We're focusing on this relationship of Drake and Sully and not really getting bogged down in the stuff happening around them. Uh, we're going to play with his past, tell you these little things. D- and spoilers for the end of Uncharted 3. No. Really? Yeah. Are you going to play Whoa, it? Whoa, did
0: you miss this? No. I'm calling Greg Live. I was talking about when they announced the Uncharted collection. Oh, you're going to I've been waiting finally? for the collection. Yeah, oh, no, I'm playing 2 and 3. So don't, don't do, don't do sorry. that. I'm definitely, definitely this year playing those games. All
1: right. At the end of Uncharted 3, when it's revealed he has a twin brother who is dead. Yes, yeah. all made up. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they went a different way at the end and everything—you know—it
3: was fresh and it was new and
1: it was cool and it was yeah, pretty I, and it was fun.
3: You know what I mean? Like, people—some people really do have a stick up their ass about Uncharted Three, and it makes no sense to me. The, I, 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 like that game was extraordinarily good. Here's what happened, and I've traced it
1: back after having to fight this fight for years on internets, right? In the internets, on the internets. Sorry, computers who have become sentient are watching now. <laughs> The, the problem comes back to the fact that and I'm talking about strictly in the IGN ecosystem where I reviewed it and lived, right is that uncharted 2 didn't get a 10. If uncharted 2 had gotten a 10 and I'd given uncharted 3 a 10, there wouldn't have been much mm. there wouldn't have been so much outcry. But the fact that uncharted 2 got a 95 because Roper reviewed it and I gave uncharted 3 a 10, that's where there's like this huge thing that people feel like uncharted 2 got mm. screwed that's the really big argument I see all the time because it's never like Uncharted 3 is trash it's always like well if Uncharted 3 is a 10 Uncharted 2 is a 15 and it's like well okay like yeah, I, but, maybe I wouldn't have reviewed it that way or this way
3: if uh-huh. I had done Uncharted that's 2 that's one perspective some people really don't like Uncharted 3 and I like that like I get like the game gunplay a little weird in in the game and I and I get that it's definitely weird to get used to I don't know why but or I feel what like should have patched it too. yeah
1: they did they did take it back
3: and do but something. uh some people really like, Uncharted 3 is not a good game, or Uncharted 3 is a bad game. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, like, right, 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 I, like right, right. I remember playing that game for the first time and being like, this is extraordinary. Right, right. This is an extraordinary game. The set pieces and the, uh, the, boat, I mean, it's the boat, like the, the cruise the ship. Airplane, is the airplane, oh like God. everything. Yeah. I can't... I can't the cruise I'm ship, fucking excited. The cruise ship's like the single... And that's not really a spoiler, because I think they showed that at E3. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, that was the one that, problem, is they showed so much of, E3, yeah, of Uncharted that's 3. True. But like, that moment, I was like, this is so awesome. Like, yeah. they really... I don't envy them to have to follow. Oh up God, Uncharted no! To keep having to do this shit. But no also way. the big thing too is, and that's what we were saying, two and three, two and three being transfixed or whatever, or transposed rather, so that they one comes before the other. Um, Drake's Fortune to Among Thieves is a massive jump yeah. in terms of graphical yep, fidelity yep, yep, yep. and the way the game runs and the technical fidelity, and then Uncharted Two and Uncharted Three are pretty much the same. Yeah, that's so, a good point. There's three looks better than two, but it is not. It is a little bit better. It is not significantly yep, better. Yep, 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 and yep. so I think that that's another thing that people are hung up on is that they expected another jump like that. And I'm like, another jump like that isn't possible on yeah. PlayStation Three. I think you're going to see that with uh, Drake's uh, or what is it, a Thief's End? Yeah. I got to throw Drake's back in there because I'm a little confused now. Drake's Thief's End. There we go That's better Drake's coffee game. Anyway I digress Greg.
1: So you, do you know Nothing about any of the games I know
3: nothing man. about them I, I know this I would, a Train
0: sequence in 2
1: Yeah uh, I envy you man To be able to go I'm back I And do that <laughs> So excited
0: And again like I, I utterly love Uncharted 1 yeah. Like that game Is definitely in my Favorite games of all time sure. you love that game
1: For sure Can't wait to see What you think of 2 and 3 The thing about I'll never forget About 3 being Totally overexposed And I won't spoil Anything for you But I already mentioned A plane scene right Like I, they had shown that before, and something happens in it that I had never thought about. In a Subway commercial the night before we got review copies, spoiled it. And I was like, oh, yeah, are he's you like holding the- fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, that, I never even contemplated that. So to go back and play it and have no idea? Like, oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm excited. Number three, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Mm. My first Zelda So I think that's one of the reasons It's so special to me You know mm-hmm. I grew up a Sega kid And 64 was my first Current in the moment Nintendo console And I remember Michael Bryan Telling me over and over And over and over again To buy Ocarina of Time And I'd go to his house And he was fighting Ganon And I'd be like Whatever Ganondorf And then him and Jay would argue about If it's Ganondorf or Ganondorf 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 <laughs> That's how, that's the voice he did Oh Ganondorf Ganondorf yeah. <laughs> uh, And then I remember I went to a blockbuster That was going out of business And they had all their carts out And they had the gold yeah. Zelda And I didn't buy it and Ooh. I told O'Brien that, and he's like, You're such an idiot. And he finally gave me the strategy guide in the game. He's like, Just go play it and try it. And sure enough, like, I remember it was, I always tell a story that it was the, I he gave it to me the Friday or before our ACTs on Saturday, and I stayed up to like four in the morning and the, the, to wake up at ten to go take the ACTs or whatever. Yeah, I did finally ACTs. Don't worry. Yeah, Yo, it was totally worth it. Amazing game, and I remember mm-hmm. feigning sick at high school to go home and beat it finally because it was just so good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was man, so it's... beautiful in that world. And good the, lord, the way it played. And I'll, the the other story I always tell because it happened in high school, right around this all this college prep stuff, being in honors English, and getting the assignment right of like all right, we're going to do like sample college essays today or whatever. And so they gave you a list of like 20 books and they're like, choose one of them and go through and compare like the time elements in them. Right. And as far as like what it was like in the one period or the next period or whatever. And I went through and I knew a couple of them, but not super well. So I did it about ocarina of time because it it was like an assignment, whatever, if I, if I tank it or whatever. And the teacher gave me like, A B plus on it was like, but read some books. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if this happens in a real college environment, fucking talk about a book, not about the goddamn N sixty four game. Yeah, but that game was so special. Yeah, man. man, When you come out, when you're running around and everything's so. Perfect in the past When mm. you're little Link And everything's so bright And cheerful And you're having a great time In Hyrule And then when you come out Of the Temple of Time Right as like Grown ass Link And there's fucking Monster zombies everywhere And it's all disgusting And gross It's like what ha- I'll never forget that What happened here How can I fix it Like that ownership I felt over Hyrule Yeah Good lord And then running through the, Just the fields Or more adept Rolling through the fields Before he got a <laughs> <laughs> Because it was a little bit faster Or so That's you told awesome. yourself Number two I think it is super mario world on snes Mm. uh i again that was probably my first real that was like my first mario console game i had i had a game boy so i had the mario land yeah exactly and i had a lot of fun with that but like being a sega kid i played at people's houses super mario brothers awesome great i was talking about yeah i saw i could i think super mario 3 is the one with the yellow background and tanuki Tail mario or whatever you know what i mean like i have those moments but not like an ownership moment but like Super Mario World for a summer. I spent me and Matt Noel became best friends for a summer, and I we'd go. I'd go to his house, and I would just play over and over and over in his basement, and I you know beat it, did all this different stuff, and then finally went home and was like. Well fuck it. And I went out and bought an SNES that was all like weathered and gross and uh Super Mario World and sat there with Pinkerton on endless repeat with Mario muted just playing Mario over and over and over again. Yeah. Because it was su- a game blew my mind.
0: That game is so good, man. I think Mario World is on another level compared to like even Mario Three, just because the physics feels so right. Like I feel like Mario World nailed the way Mario should move. How I want him to, at least. Yeah. Like it just all feels right. And having the spin jump and like the, even the the cape and all this shit, like being able to nail the yep. like. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. And so, like, a lot of people say it's cheap, and a lot of people like well, do prefer three, and it's like again, it, three is an amazing game, and it's hard for me to choose one over the other. But yeah, world, it comes down to how big the world is, how many secrets there are, how easy it is to actually understand how to find the secrets. Like the secrets aren't bullshit. Like you can find them. There are clues. There are mostly. There are. You know, it guides you that way, and it's like, oh, it's so.
1: And then my favorite game of all time, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. PSP. Another great PSP game. It was just, it was. I After Metal Gear 4, I think there was such a bad taste in some people's mouths. And then just me having to defend why I like four or anything involving Metal Gear after that. Because all it was was talk of fucking nonsense, nonsensical cutscenes, and this, that, and the other. And there wasn't enough gameplay and da da da, da to have. Kojima be like we're making another Metal Gear it's gonna be on PS again like they're designing a game for me it's gonna be the Sony exclusive on the PSP which is like the channel I started in charge of like you know what I mean at IGN or whatever to sit down and play that and have it not miss a step To add so much depth to what a Metal Gear game could be, how different it could be, what the new thing will be, uh, the replayability of it. You know, the fact that I played 90 some hours of that game, you know what I mean? It was the one, it was the save I protected with my life. I remember on a plane ride where I was switching memory pro stick duos and I dropped it and I panicked and I eventually had to ask everyone in the row on this airplane to get up. I'm like I have to lay down on the floor of the plane right now. You know what I mean? I can't risk. <laughs> I can't risk us landing or whatever and coming in and the card moving around. And I found it. And I was like, Jesus. You know? What I mean, and I started backing the card up like every other day or whatever to make sure it was protected at Damn. all times. But it was just like. The cutscenes that were done in the comic art that looked awesome, you know what I mean. The voiceover, the acting, the story—the story. I always go back to how this is a story anyone could get in on, you know what I mean. And like this is, you know, you you, you don't have to know les enfants terribles and all about the <laughs> la, 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 la la and all, you know what I mean. It's just like your mentor that you killed is back, maybe this guy has a tape recording of it. Go investigate, mm-hmm. and that was it. And you did it, and then you start recruiting people and building your own Metal Gear. And like that moment when it dawns on me that like holy shit i'm building outer heaven this is i'm not playing the prequel i'm building the prequel and this of course before i knew five or you knew about five yeah. or anything like that or ground zeros but it's like in that moment when you're like i'm making the history and i know how this plays out but i'm not tied to it in the mm-hmm. way of like it's got to be the story that's beating me over the head it was just so fucking good you know what i mean
0: yeah love it that's why i'm so excited for five Woo. colin take us on. what are your top five favorite games of all time
3: Here we go! Uh Uh-oh. Dropping the glasses. I have quite a few uh, honorable Honorable mentions. mentions. They have to to be in this. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, Final Fantasy IV, I want to give a shout-out to. Very special game. Very emotional game. Uh, Probably the first game that was truly emotional that I ever played. Memorable soundtrack. Deep mechanics. Very long game. Just a fantastic game. Probably the first JRPG that came out in the United States that was superb. yeah. The Dragon so Quest games were superb. good, but or Dragon War games were good, but this was a superb story-driven game. Final Fantasy Tactics uh, I want to give a shout-out to. Extraordinary game. Very extraordinary game. Do you mind real quick? Yeah. I forgot. We have to give a shout-out
1: to the patrons. Oh, oh damn. There you go. Everybody. Thank
3: you, oh, yeah, Thank you for forget. all of your I support. You're so good at this, girl. I, you well, at it. well, that's one way of putting it. Well, I'm, well, I'm bad at it. That's yeah. one way of putting it, too. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Bioshock. The original Bioshock I think is an extraordinary game, an absolutely extraordinary game. Um, Storytelling, ambience, atmosphere, the, the horror of that water. game, the water. Yes, of course, the mm-hmm. water. Bioshock's a must play game. I understand if someone wants, doesn't want to play Tactics or Final Fantasy IV, Bioshock's a must play game, I think. I want to give a shout out to Civilization V, uh, which was the first PC game that I really, really, really fell in love with. I used to play PC games when I was a kid, but i played Civilization Five for more than I've almost played any other game, and, and uh, I still play it. Um, so it's a fantastic game. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Castlevania Three, which we just did a Let's Play of. Castlevania Three is a, a nice gothic horror side-scrolling game way ahead of its time, I think. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy I want to give a shout-out to. And The Last of Us I want to give a shout-out ah, to. Uh, the Last of Us, I think, is the best game of the last ten years. I think it's easily PlayStation 3's best game. Um, easily the best game i played since I was at IGN, probably. Uh, and then... Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Super Mario World, yeah, which you already talked about. So number five for me would be Majora's Mask. Mm. Uh, I've talked about it a lot, so I won't, I won't belabor the point. But I think Majora's Mask is a truly special Zelda game, and as a, I'm a huge Zelda fan, or I was when I was a kid. And I love the original Zelda, and I really love the original. I love Zelda 2, and I love Link to the Past. And Link's Awakening, I think, it was the first game where I was like, ah, it's fine. It's a fine game, and I don't really like it that much um and then ocarina of time came out ocarina of time was a special game and i feel like majora's mask was the first zelda game that had really come out since zelda 2 that was truly different and resonated with me in a really different way it was a suitable fitting swan song for, for nintendo 64 and i don't think people really put them together that way because it wasn't necessarily the last zelda, you know or last n64 game yeah, i yeah, remember getting, something
1: called conqueror's bad fur day Yeah, and i remember getting my yeah. last
3: my last purchase on n64 was the dr mario no, yeah. um, God damn! You were riding out to the end. Oh, definitely. Um, I was a big Nintendo fan. I don't know. That's a loss on a lot of people. I was a fucking huge Nintendo fan when I was a kid. Huge. Um, but Majora's Mask. The themes of Majora's Mask fit perfectly with the end of N64, and almost told a story about N64's own troubles in a weird kind of way, where it was just like imminent imminent collapse of this platform and destruction and death and trying things over and over again and stuff like that. I felt like. Majora's Mask is is a special game, and there's a lot of revisionist history about how everyone loves Majora's Mask now. But if we all, those of us who were there at the time remember that that game was not popular um, with a lot of people that liked Ocarina of Time, even though it got great scores and did well. Um, but I always always ride or die with that game. And Win. Waker. I thought those were both very special games that a lot of people gave shit to. Uh, Final Fantasy VI would be number four for me. Um, with the exception of another game on this list, I think the best Japanese role-playing game of all time. Perhaps the meatiest Japanese role-playing game of all time, too. Uh, huge cast of characters is something like... Twenty characters you can play as. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to find them all, which I think is even cooler. You can let characters die, like Shadow on the Floating Continent. Shadow, no. Um, which I think is really cool. That so the game is split in half between the the world of Balance and the world of Ruin, and in between, like the middle part, is when there's thing called the Floating Continent. Emperor Gestahl and Kefka and all these things are doing all this magic mm-hmm. with with Magitek armor and. Um, espers which are magical beings that they're like abusing basically and siphoning their magical energy out of um, and they create this floating continent And there's a point where shadow who's the ninja character in the game he's he has a dog named interceptor and he he has he has like a soft spot for one of the little girls that is like a little girl that's in your party who's um like a mage um, well she's an artist actually but you can let him die and that was one of the moments where like you have to get off the continent at a certain time and then you have to wait for him to come like so there's a timer and you have to get off the continent and mm. it seems like the timer is running out but if you wait shadow comes back and if you don't let him come back then he's dead and that was one of the first times and he's gone for the rest of the game that was one of the first times where i was like there's games have a deep ability to do very cool custom things with mm-hmm. um with characters and with storytelling and with non-linearity and that was another mm-hmm. cool thing about final fantasy 6 was there was an incredible amount of non-linearity when you got setzer's airship setzer is a gambler and you meet him at the opera house in a very famous scene one of the most famous scenes in any final fantasy game where um Celis has to pretend that she's a woman named Maria who sets her is in love with and is going to kidnap. He kidnaps Celis instead of Maria. And then like you get the airship, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you, once you get the airship, you can go anywhere in the world, just like you kind of Final Fantasy IV and other games, you start going back and realizing there's a little side quest and people to talk to and all this kind of weird shit. And then when you get to the world of ruin, you start realizing that there's characters you can totally never run into at all. like Maro and, um, and Gogo and and like that. So, Final Fantasy 6 is an extraordinary game. And it stands up to this day. And I haven't played it since uh, it came out to, on Game Boy Advance when I was in college. But I know for a fact that game stands up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way nothing could ever happen where that game wouldn't stand up. And I'm almost glad that they didn't do that whole 3D weird fucking treatment to it. That they did with Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 3. Uh, because it doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. Although I'd be interested to see what they can do with remaking that game. So everyone should go play Final Fantasy 6 because it's fucking awesome. Number 3, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Ah. Um, perfect fusion of... Uh, arcade side-scrolling gameplay and role-playing mechanics. Um, We've we've talked a great deal about this game, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but Symphony of the Night was a game that no one expected. And if you think about it from the perspective of someone in 1997, that is not what Castlevania was. And I remember buying it without knowing anything about it. I remember seeing... I got my PS1 in August of 97. I got Final Fantasy VII in September, I think. Then Castlevania came out in October, and I played a game called Beyond the Beyond in between that, which was a fucking terrible role-playing game. We had it, I think. Yeah, I, we I'd had be, a copy for the podcast. Like, yeah, PM. we displayed it, and that game was fucking awful. Awful, awful Japanese role-playing game. Um, but I remember getting Castlevania, and I was a huge Castlevania fan growing up. I had, you know, 1, 2, and 3 on NES, Super Castlevania 4, um, you know, Bloodlines, and all these kinds of games. So I picked it up, and I'm like, oh, obviously I'm going to buy this. And I brought it home, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is weird. But immediately I loved it. I was like, this is nonlinear and this huge castle, and you're playing as Alucard, who's Dracula's, you know, half-human son, and I don't know. That game is just... That game took a lot of inspiration from Super Metroid, but I think it was way more important than Super Metroid, and in my opinion, clearly better than Super Metroid. I, I, I don't... Like, that's one of the things that hangs me up with a lot of people, where I respect everyone's opinions and stuff, but that particular argument always got in my craw, because I'm like, I don't... I played both games extensively, and I don't get how you can come to any other conclusion. Sure. You know? Um
0: Super Metroid would be one of my honorable mentions. I haven't, still haven't played Symphony You should Night, play Symphony of but...
1: the
3: Night and see what you think of it. Mm-hmm.
0: You do it on your Vita. I you could. could do it on your Vita. It's one of the reasons I got my Vita.
3: Um, mm. No, nah, It's not taking anything away from Super Metroid. In terms of the way Super Metroid approached game development and game style and, mm-hmm. and maps and all those kind of things, it's extraordinarily important. Gameplay, less so. Sprite's too big, all these kinds. Of, there's a lot of problems with that game. But... Symphony of the Night nailed something so special that they just kept making it over and over again, and people just kept buying it. And that was the crazy thing, and one of the things I didn't really realize until we had really sat down with Ego is that the games were profitable and were making money, that one of the major problems seemed to be that they couldn't afford to keep doing that pixel art. You know, like, the, the beautiful stained-glass windows and, these, and the, the castle vistas and these beautifully animated enemies with many frames of animation. Like, it's it's very laborious, and they can't do it. That's why even Bloodstained, which is a Castlevania Symphony of the Night successor, is not pixel art because it's too fucking expensive you know Mm -hmm. so it's funny to think that those games are so extraordinarily good that they were basically releasing like madden and people were just (laughs) fucking eating them out um and uh so a circle the moon and all these games i mean aria sorrow i mean oh my god these are excellent games but it all started with symphony of the night i think that's a really really important game for people to play uh number two wild arms um wild arms was a very early ps1 game not very early early 97 Came out six months or so before Final Fantasy VII, and I think really got overshadowed because the anticipation for Final Fantasy VII was so high. Um, you know, when you're spending $50 on a game in 1997, it's a lot of money. still a lot of money today, but it was a lot of money back then, and you're going to wait until you get the sure thing. But Wild Arms um, is a very concentrated and cohesive and focused role-playing game, and I don't really think that there's anything quite like it with... Um, with its story and and especially revolving on Rudy, and I won't spoil it for anyone, but Rudy Rough Knight is the main character and is in, in, really a deep character. But even the people around him, Jack and Cecilia, Jack being kind of like a Indiana Jones type character, and Cecilia being like a mage, or basically his two companions, and um, and Jack's rat or mouse called Handpan, who you use to solve puzzles. Um, Media Vision made the game, and and they've only made really Wild Arms games, and they still exist. Um, and I feel like that's maybe the single most un- criminally underplayed and underrated game of all time. Wow. And I, I really wish that everyone would just go play it and see what it's what's so special about it. It's very hard. It's one of those games where... I remember when I played it, my brother was one that recommended it to me. And he's like, you will not be able to beat this game without a, a strategy gun. You just have to get a strategy gun. And he was right. Like It's, just, it's very obtuse in, in some ways. But it's the story and the music and that... The, uh, the intro, the animated intro, is one of the coolest intros ever in any game. Um, very emotional. Very, very emotional game. Wild Arms 2 is a good game, too. But Wild Arms 1, um, one of the best, I think, of all time. And the number one would be Mega Man 3. And we've talked about why Mega Man's special. And again, we won't have to go too deep. He has an it. arm cannon. He has an arm cannon. That's special. Mm, but Mega Man, man 3 has always been funny to me because I think that's Inafune's least favorite game um, that in the core series. But it's a lot of people's favorite. A lot of people like Mega Man 2, but a lot I think a lot of very nerdy Mega Man fans like 3. It introduces Rush and introduces Proto Man, which I think are peripherally important things, but not really. I think it's more the—again, there's something about Mega Man 3 that is emotional and really weird, and the music's perfect, and the design of the stages is perfect, and the Robot Masters are perfect. Um, and the game's long; it's the longest Mega Man game, which I really like as well. And you go back and you fight the bosses for Mega Man Two, which I think is so cool. Like Wily, like programs this one robot that can use all the skills of all the other robots, and I think that that's just a special game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's I think Mega Man Three, much like Mario One, um, and a few other games, is a masterclass in how to make a game and how to. Uh, program uh gameplay and how to make a game feel and how to reward the player but also punish the player. The balance is pretty perfect in that game. Um I I I would go as far as to say there's nothing wrong with Mega Man 3. Wow. Um it's the most perfect game I've ever played. And that's why I think it's no game is 100% perfect, but what, if you were a- asked me like what's the what's the bad thing about Mega Man 3? Like, I have no idea. And I've beaten that game 100 times. More than that. You know, so I would, I would, you know, put Mega Man three at the top of the list, and I don't think any game will ever, ever beat that. And it's not nostalgic because I still go back and play it all the time. I play it, mm-hmm. I play since we started Crying funny. I've probably beaten it like ten times, <laughs> so it's like it's not a thing where it's like where I have like you know, roast into glasses on. No, Mega Man three really is a special game, and I think that people are gonna see that when that legacy collection comes out on PS four and Xbox One because um, that'll be a lot of people's first exposure to, to the Blue Bomber in his classic form, mm-hmm. especially those six games which are so so important. Because um, I think that. Mega Man love today is a little weird. Mega Man never sold well. That's like one of the things Greg and I have talked about this. Like Mega Man as a franchise has sold 30 or 35 million copies. It's not a lot of copies. Um, You know, when you put that into perspective, um, Uncharted, three Uncharted games sold uh, 22 million copies. Mm -hmm. And there's literally over 100 Mega (laughs) Man (laughs) games. So it's never been a game that's sold extraordinarily well. All the classic ones have sold like a million copies, but... um, it's just one of those games that's that everyone that makes these side scrollers and these old school games today like points back to that series and two and three and mm-hmm. and take a lot of inspiration from. Look at Shovel Knight, you know what I mean? And uh, Shovel Knight takes gameplay inspiration from the likes of Zelda two and, and Ninja Gaiden and stuff like that. But the the, the knights are robot masters. The design of the characters are all Mega Man characters. And so it's it's important in an aesthetic way. It's important in a gameplay way. It's certainly important in a sonic way. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean music. Um. So, yeah, Mega Man 3. And and the best song, best Mega Man song of all time, everyone says, is Wily Stage 1 and Mega Man 2. Wrong. The best the best <laughs> right. song is Wily Stage 1 and Mega Man 3. And you guys should go listen to that song. And the other shout-out song, Mega Man 10, Wily Stage 1. Hmm. Another good emotional song So so th- that's my list But it's hard to do These kinds of lists yeah. Because there's You know I want to give A shout out to Catherine I want to give a shout out To Spec Ops I want to give a shout out To Act Razor. I mean there's a bunch of games Naughty but Bear I think Naughty Bear Of course But the, the, that's the cohesive five That I think would encapsulate Like my own love yeah. of games my, 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 Certainly my love of Nintendo And old Nintendo games And not even first party games But just games that ran On those that hardware and. Yeah. My deep and unabiding love for all things NES, SNES, N64, and GameCube will never, ever, ever, ever die. Um, you know, hence my love of Galaxy or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't get. I don't really like it, but I was thinking about the game... I like it fine, not certainly in this conversation, but I was thinking about the game Endless Ocean the other day. And how... That's a Wii game that I loved. Uh-huh. And at the time, then I like went back and played it again. I was like, oh, did you ever play Endless Ocean? <laughs> no, yeah, I did. It wasn't my thing. It was like you just went and just swam around yes. yeah just a weird Endless. experience nintendo Market had those weird. kinds Nintendo's of experiences weird, that, yeah they definitely are but yeah they had those kinds of experiences that are always going to be special they they don't they're not quite as special anymore i don't think mm-hmm. but um those games will always be special yeah. so that's why my my list is very loaded with the nintendo games and or games that played on nintendo hardware as well
0: yeah it's always fun talking about this too because it's like you talk about your favorite games and it's like that's it's such a fluid thing that i think changes over time and like hearing you guys do your list. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot about all this stuff. You bring up Infamous and the way you described about seeing the trailer and being like, oh, fuck, I'm so ready yeah. for this. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Uh, that, yeah. for me, was a game where it's like, from the moment I first heard about it, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to love this. Like, I remembered playing the first Prince of Persia with Kevin back, like, on some fucking computer and being, like, really into it. I, I never quite clicked with me. I never really understood how to play it, but I remember really liking the the aesthetic and, like, the idea of it. So to get, like, an actual... Realized 3D game, 3D version, like the adding in the the running on the walls and the acrobatics and like the battle system looking really fun and the puzzle aspect in addition to the, the time. Yep, stuff. Oh my god, and it was exactly what I wanted it to be. So, like, shout out to that! Shout out to Fire Emblem 9. Like, I, I that one was really good on the GameCube. Um, and it, it's funny because like, I feel like a lot of the games that I say I hear Colin talk about different versions of those. So, Final Fantasy Tactics, I never played. And um, you would swear over that over Fire Emblem. Castlevania Symphony Night, you would swear over it over Super Metroid. It's like, I need to give those some tries
3: because... Oh, I, I think I'd be shocked if you... I would be shocked... I'm not sure what I'd be more shocked about. I think that Tactics is so clearly superior to Fire Emblem that I'd be shocked if you don't see that about how deep and... and uh-huh. I really want you to play that game. Okay. I'm gonna, do you have a PSP still that works? I do. I got to go into my box and start and dig up... War of the Lions, which, yeah. which is the perfect version of that game. But I'd be shocked if you played Symphony of the Night and didn't understand why that, you know... It, it's it's all opinion. I'm not saying that my opinion's right or someone else's opinion is wrong. In my mind, mm-hmm. those games are so... Final Fantasy Tactics is the best turn-based strategy game ever that I've ever played, by far. And if it was going to be a second-place game, it would be Tactics Ogre, which is almost the same fucking thing. You know, and then you get the Tactics Advance and all these other games. Mm-hmm. And with Symphony of the Night... I mean, it's like that's like the pinnacle, almost, of video games, you know, in my mm-hmm. mind. So... I mean, you really should get down yeah, on those games. I, I bet you'd love them. I'm bet. i I'm so positive that you would love them.
0: All right. So, guys, earlier today we asked Twitter what your guys' favorite game is. We're going to save that for a topic on next week. Okay. Because this was fun. And this, this went fun. a lot longer than I thought it was going to. So, I'm, I'm happy with that. Good. We did good. We good. did damn good. We do that here. Thank you so much for being awesome, watching all the stuff. Leave your comments below what your favorite game is, what you think about our list, and all that stuff. Until next time.